Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. A very warm welcome once more to this evening's edition of Talking Point with myself, Jamil Wallace, and Muhammad Timol. Okay, that's the sound engineer. We have another guest in studio because it's the journey to Hajj with Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. Sheikh has for the past couple of weeks been expanding on it, especially before we go on Hajj. All the other arkans needs to be in place, and I think that's the message being driven over here. Sheikh, assalamu alaikum to you. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I'm going to ask you, Sheikh, once more again, just to refresh our memories. Inshallah. And uh, here's an SMS from a listener. Shukran to the listener. I also want to say you said that the topic they need to listen very carefully where you are with your program. And if they have a question, rather to send in an SMS around it. Like we had the last time with the Udu and all of that. Yes. Here's one from a listener saying, but that's a meal. This program is too short. (laughs) We'll speak to to management on that one. Shukran for that SMS. Over to you, Sheikh. Shukran. Jazakal khair. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi wahda wa salatu wa salamu ala malla nabiya ba'd. رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل أقدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم علمنا بما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا ورزقنا علما يا ذا الجلال والإكرام السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته to all our listeners out there الحمد لله thanks and praise due to Allah always and forever we obviously must realize that we cannot thank Allah for this great favor that Allah has granted us to be the people of Hidayah to be people whom Allah has given guidance and also to be the people whom Allah has placed amongst the Ummah of the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. These are favors by excellence. Everything in, everything in the whole universe, if everything was gold together, then that couldn't be equal to this great favor of Allah. Allah. May Allah grant us to become appreciative of this favors. Right? It is the super favors of Allah Ta'ala, Ya Rabb. Well, Allah grant us to be appreciative and that we actually appreciate that of Allah Ta'ala. In our last lesson that we did with the, the Zakat, the Jamil, we went to the issues of that I was dealing with some aspects of Salah. Of Remember, we are dealing with what we call the Arkan of Islam, where we said that is part of the Rukan, which is Hajj, which we are dealing with. Because if a person intends to perform the Hajj, part of that journey of the Hajj is the establishment of all that. And the journey of the Hajj is a lengthy process. When I say lengthy process, I mean it's meant to be a long-term issue. So people need to start to work long before and have the intention in their heart, as we've shown at the beginning in the very first program, that it needs to be an establishment of that fact of being obedient to Allah, to want to go for Hajj one day, need to prepare themselves from all the various aspects that is needed. One such aspect, the very fact that it is a rukun of the arkan of Islam, which is five, the last one is Hajj. So obviously if the Hajj is the last one, it's an impossible then to perform the Hajj if the other four is not in place. And so that means of necessity, as a fart, part of the journey is to see that we in, it sort of enforces that in our life, establishes that in our life, consolidates that in our life, concretizes it so that by the day we go for Hajj, it becomes valuable, qualitative, and obviously as mentioned, called Hajj, Makbul and Mabrur. May Allah grant that to our people, inshallah. So people, this is not a maybe, this is a fark of the Hajj, that your Salah, that your uh, the, the first Rukun, which is Kalima Shahada, that your Zakah, and that your fasting, the processes and the understanding of that and the application of that in our life is a fart 
to be able to see that the Hajj becomes a fart. If that is not in place, don't dream of going to go for Hajj. You're going to make a decent, respectable, a decent mess of the whole process. It is too noble, too great, too honorable that you and I just go there because we have the money or we just get the money together and you haven't really prepared. Thus, Allah makes it a statement in the Quran, very strong. What does the word do? See by necessity that you prepare yourselves and Allah speaks to every one of us. He puts his finger into the face directly of every one of us and says, you better see that you prepare yourselves long before the time. In preparation, every aspect, know that what it consists of, so that for the journey, when you think of just getting onto the plane today, that is the last phase of that journey. That is the last phase, and you should have prepared yourself. The preparation is the stronger and most important part, so that that phase can be carried out successfully. May Allah grant our judge, inshallah, to be able to develop to that extent that they obtain that Hajj Makbul and Mabrur. And ladies and gentlemen, we were at the process of salah and we dealt with certain aspects. Um, in our last aspect, we, we looked at the, the we, we said the importance of having to recognize the fact that uh, uh, in salah, the, the spiritual side and the ritual, and we looked at that aspects that happened there. And then we said, we need to go to the next topic. Now, uh, remember in the, the spiritual side, we told you the important important of the khushu in the salah and in the ritual we mentioned to you the very ayah that Allah mentioned in Suratul Mu'minun Qada Aflahul Mu'minun and until the, 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 the 11th ayah you those 11 ayah the last one ayah number 9 there Allah makes an emphasis of the fact وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ عَلَى صَلَوَاتِهِمْ يُحَافِذُونَ those people who protect that becomes part of the ritual we mentioned to you the hadith with the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to us very emphatically صَلُّوا كَمَا رَأَيْتُمُونِي أُصَلِّي and he spoke sallallahu alayhi wa sallam spoke to every one of us nobody's exempted you're not too old but they say it's not you you're not too young you're not the person with too much knowledge or, or too little knowledge he has spoken to every one of us he says you see that you perform your salah exactly 100% as a responsibility on you to see that your salah is exactly done in accordance with what, you, what I'm performing so it's necessity he has put it the necessity on every member of his ummah if they want to perform salah that they take the responsibility of going out there to find a teacher a guide who guides him to be able to show them what was the salah like of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Allah opened the path for all of us. Amen. And then the words of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to a sahabi when he once performed salah in public and the Nabi saw him and he came and he came to sit with the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Nabi said to him when he sat down and he greeted, the Nabi said to him, Irji' fasalli fa innaka lam tusalli. Go back and perform that salah over for what you did was you can call it whatever you want to but you cannot call that salah. Fa innaka lam tusalli for you did not make salah. You, you, you can call it exercises, you can call it ups, uh, uh, ups and downs or ups and downs and kiss, kiss the ground. You can call it, uh, as they call the old people, you say, unapak. Uh, uh, mm. uh, you, you can call it whatever you want to call it, but that was your friends. Nabi said to him, that is not salah. The question that I had, if this was a Nabi who said that to the Sahaba at that time, publicly, I wonder... What would the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam have said if he had to see you and I 
in this day and time when we perform the salah. This pe- people, this hadith, then brings to a serious note the extent of how we need to be able to see that our Nabi has made it a message to us seriously to allow us to be able to recognize that we must learn the salah on a continuous basis and we must be able to grow and to develop with the quality and the value of the salah as we go along in life. May Allah forgive us for our shortcomings. We are all human. And may Allah grant us to be able to recognize that through this program we can take that responsibility so that our salah can become meaningful. For if our salah becomes meaningful, so many more things become meaningful. And as we've said, Allah says in the Holy Quran, Because if the salah becomes valuable and meaningful in our life, then Allah then clears all the negativities of our life. All also photos and negativities actually moves away from us because the salah becomes qualitative in our life. That is the point that we ended off in the quality of the salah being dealt with spirituality and ritual. We then went over to the next uh, 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 pillar, um, the rukun called the arkan called zakah. And in this one we mentioned here the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to us in the five pillars, Shahadu an la ilaha illallah wa iqami salah wa ita is zakah to be able to see that zakah is paid. Now, remember when we dealt with the people, we, we said to you initially that this process of uh, of Hajj is a fart on every member of us. So is Zakah a fart on every one of us. Now, many of us are under the impression, no, it's not fart upon me, I don't need to pay. I will share with you the understanding. It is fart on everyone. The moment you say, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, Zakah becomes fart upon us. But it's a process of development, right? And um, uh, I don't know whether I have the luxury of sharing all this with you, but I will try my best to give you the understanding of this issue of zakah in the life of the Muslim. Ms. probably one of the most important arkan that's totally misunderstood by many of us. Sorry for making that statement. I repeat, Ms. probably one of the most important arkan that is greatly or gravely misunderstood by many of us. And please when I say that I, I don't hope that you will be able to judge me But you'd rather pay more attention To what is said So that you do not be amongst those people It's unfortunate if you think that you No, no, I'm the Mr. Know-all I'm sorry, I'm not here wanting to be able to, to undermine anybody My wish and desire is to want to bring To the ordinary man in the street The recognition of we dealing with five arkan Which is all fart on every member that says Muslim, that says Ashadu an la ilaha illallah, right? Five arkan, and we must be able to identify every one of them and see how we fit into all of them. When I say it's fart, we need to first understand what is this. How do we see this in, in, in uh, when we see the concept of this? When we dealt with the concept of of the of the uh, the first rukun, which says it has to do with an establishment of Allah in our life as the one that we worship. And Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as our role model. Those two aspects together makes our kalima shahada. The next uh, uh, rukun, which is salah, its concept is the relationship between man and Allah. That intimate relationship between us and Allah ta'ala. That is salah. Zakah is, in concept, the relationship between man and the rest of humanity. Subhanak, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. So what says to us the beauty of this deen? That there is at number one a relationship between you and Allah which Allah has put there as a necessity, the first rukun and the second rukun. Both of them consolidates that relationship with Allah all the time. 
The third ruqn, as a necessity when you call yourself a Muslim, you cannot be a Muslim, you can never be a Muslim if you have anything in your heart that brings about negativity against any other Muslim person or any other human being for that matter that doesn't harm you in any way. Allahu Akbar. To such an extent that Islam, for that matter, wants to let us understand that we have a responsibility over the rest of Islam. Now, I ho- oh, I'm, I'm sorry, over the rest of humanity. humanity. Islam wants us to be able to carry this message to other people through the good in us, through our good, through whatever Allah shares with us as wealth, that we share that with the rest. That we have a very natural disposition of sharing, of caring, of loving, of consideration, of concern, of compassion to other people. Ya Rabbla And this Allah Ta'ala, as we go along in the process of these things that goes with us, I suppose I hope we probably can develop as may Allah grant that for all of us, inshallah. Amen. I just want to, re- to repeat that, Jamila, and I think it's an important factor for all of us. The concept of zakah is a, re- of a, a relationship which Allah has made his heart upon us, a relationship of humanity, if you call yourself a Muslim, with the rest of humanity, the rest of the human race, and the rest of the human race, first and foremost, your Muslim brother and sister. Allahu Akbar. So if your Muslim brother and sister is a Muslim and is your own brother from the same parents, then the situation becomes much more stronger, and so it becomes less and less and less. But the very fact that the person is Muslim, there is a strong bond that Allah has put there between you and them. Yeah. Allah, Allah also tests us with what we've become very comfortable with our wealth. Subhanallah. It's a big test in itself. Yeah. So I could also ask something. Yeah, when fadat, it comes to fadat, zakah, exactly. many of us would perhaps have investments and sometimes there's interest. You kind of use that for zakah? The Jamil, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, got to be hard and. Hard earned. But if we persuaded. The, the, Jamil, must probably the issue. Allow me if I ask mm. you to be able to re ask that question, but from a different angle, a little bit later in our program. I mean, to deal, with, to deal with, the, with the interest process of that, right? How do we da- deal with this? Because sometimes our people does not know how to deal with these things, right? May Allah protect. For, for, but the basis of, 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 the basis of, 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 uh, of interest, the Jamil, is haram. It's not permissible. Absolutely. So, so from that angle, doesn't become part of the, 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 the yeah. from that side but yeah. I'd like to be able to see that we actually deal with the topic because these people dealing with issues that they need to be able to have how do we deal with issues of that nature that we need to get ourselves clear of the negativities that is in life may Allah okay. protect Amen. So that also then the opportunity again to our listeners it's a reminder use the SMS line if you want to pose a question to Sheikh particularly on what Sheikh is talking about and, and you're not clear on something especially with Zakah mm-hmm. use the SMS line try and keep the SMS short the number is 47913 47913 over to you Sheikh Shukran Jazakallah Jamil we mentioned certain things we mentioned to us this relationship between man and man, which means it speaks about care, consideration, love, concern, compassion. And we said to us, it's a fart upon all. Now, when I say a fart upon all, the Jamil, I simply mean we need to see how do we sit into this process. But these preconditions that Allah has put mm. on us to be able to see that zakah needs to be carried out. First and foremost, Allah has made it a fart on us because Allah wants us to be able to take heed of the way we earn our wealth. How do we earn our wealth? Now, we need to know this, Tajamil, that first and foremost, wealth is something Allah has decreed for us long ago. 
everybody will get whatever Allah has decreed for him. Nobody will be getting less or nobody will get more, right? Than what Allah has decreed for him to be able to get. So, but Allah wishes for us to be able to recognize the fact that this is going to come from Allah. All we need to do is be obedient to Allah and Allah will make it easy for us. Mm. And if we're not obedient to Allah, Allah is going to make this rizq for us, difficult for us and uncomfortable for us to reach to. So you and I, no matter what we do, cannot increase the amount of rizq Allah has decreed for us. We cannot increase that. But we can allow Allah to put barakah in that, to multiply the value thereof, and Allah can make it easy for us to be able to reach us by us being obedient to the cause of Allah. To such an extent, our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam makes us aware of the fact that when we stand up in the morning and the first concern we have is nothing to do with the dunya, no worldly issues, no wealth, no money, no work, no this, no that, but it's Allah and Allah and ibadah for Allah and we make that the main objective, Allah will make our rizq easy for us. It will come to us with ease. But if we start off the day simply because of my work, the Nabi sallallahu says, you will go to go to and work, you will earn your wealth, but Allah will make it difficult for you or the barakah will be minimized. Subhanak, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. People, we need to understand this from outside of our Lord. It has been a decree that when you've acquired your rizq, the how you go to acquire your rizq is an important factor. Because we have Allah's also, even though Allah's made it, Allah's giving to us our rizq, Allah's given us the intellect to be able to choose which way will we achieve our rizq, will we reach to our rizq. Will be means that is halal, permissible, given to us by Allah and His Rasul, it's permissible for us, or will we go into issues that is not halal? Allah. Now, un- unfortunately, do many Muslims cares not to consider how do I achieve or acquire my rizq and just go about it and say, no, it's okay. But this comes very clear. Because the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in one hadith that if a person's earning is of haram, then unfortunately he feeds his children with haram, he then destroys their future, he corrupts their generations to come, the opening up of facade and disobedience and, 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 and all the facades happening in society is an open to the reason of the way we feed our children. Na'udhu billah, may Allah protect. So it's a serious issue in the, not the rizq, the way we acquired, because that was given to us. The rizq comes from Allah. Allah will give to you whatever has been decided for you for the day. But the method, you and I, as Allah has given us the opportunity to choose. So in that, we need to be able to question ourselves. Am I fulfilling that objective by having to see whether my rizq is yes. obtained in a halal manner? Well, I guess here, Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams, and I see an SMS to has come through already. But uh, let's first pay the bills and we'll continue after this. Welcome back once more and we continue with the journey to Hajj with Sheikh Ibrahim Abram. Sheikh, once more over to you, sir. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi wa ahdu wa salatu wa salamu ala man la nabiya ba'd. People, we dealt with the, the first prerequisite that we need to say to us. When it comes to zakah, we need to consider how to obtain, how do we obtain the wealth that comes to us? How is it obtained? Is it halal or is it not? Na'udhu billah. For that is an important factor in having to be able to have zakah. And then the next one is 
the way we actually distribute or spend our wealth. Now, people, these two is very important, as we've seen the first one, the way we obtain it. And then we've, when we have our money, how do we spend that money? What do we do with that money? Right? And this many a times is the reason why I say, we're very quick to say, I don't have money. Very quick to say, we are poor. We need to understand from the Islamic perspective, if you look at the one, number one and number two, it says to us, of necessity that comes from of the first one because in the second one it's a necessity that you and I need to understand the difference between a need and a want what is the difference between a need and a want a need is something that I cannot without and a want is something that I want now in today's life especially there's so many wants that you and I've just decided it is a need and we, we go as far as even saying society today cannot live without it one example we don't have a cell phone mm. we have 10 cell phones we then have a TV in our house we have a TV in every room the very, the very base of a TV is a want but you have so many in your house so what are you living with so how many times don't you have Cupboards full of clothing. There is over enough for you to be able, but that is not according to the fashion. There's so many other things in the fashion, and you rush up to the shop to get more wants, to feed your wants, your, your desires. I want that. This is both males and females. Islam makes it very clear when it comes to the issue of zakah, we need to draw a very thick your clear line between a need and a want. It's not a thin line. It's not a fine line. It's not unnoticeable. It's very clear and thick and solid. Hardcore line to show this. This is needs and this is wants. And if you can identify between that and live with needs, you'll see all the wants is most of the time unnecessary, wastage, which you only serve your emotions for or to impress other people with, whether it's in your home, whether it's for yourself, whether it's for the children, for the kids, or for your car, or for whatever, the aspect of need is needed. Like, for instance, having a car is a need. But is it needed to be able to put, just put money onto the mag wheels? That is not a need. A car doesn't need mag wheels. A car needs wheels. And the fact that there's, need, there's the need of the car. Which, so the moment you add a necessity to the car, you're feeding it with wants. I'm using examples here and I, I ask you people, please, I'm not you judging to anybody. I don't know exactly who I'm all speaking to and who's all listening to us. But you can use your own mind to recognize it's open to every need and every want. And you and I need to be, and I don't think we are small, we are adult enough to think for ourselves, to know what is a need and what is a want. Most probably to able to have a, a, a watch on your arm would be a need, right? But do you need three watches? Do you need a, a Rolex as well? Or one of the very expensive ones that is in gold that lies in the cupboard as of no value? A watch has got a, a, a specific job. It must be able to give you time. And if it doesn't do that job, for that matter, it does, it's, not, it's not a need no more. Subhanak, la For then it's a want. Na'udu billah, may Allah protect. And if especially it has an impression to 
build on other people na'udhu billah then Allah is going to use that things in the words of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he says whatever you have in excess that's not needed is going to be part of those things going to be tied around your neck yawm al-qiyamah to let you down into the fire of jahannam na'udhu billah people no disrespect I'm not here to be able to put us into the fire of Jahannam I don't wish that my wish and desire is when I share this with you because I wish for you like I wish for myself Allah must grant us Jannah forgive us for our shortcomings but for, for that to, to, to get away from our shortcomings we need to be able to have the recognition of where our faults are what the faults is what are the things that we participate in that's not called for right certain people as Muslims even spend so much of wealth on pets the pet is not needed for the very pet is not need. It's not a need. It's a want. The very pet is a want. So what all the money you spend on that? Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. We then ask the question. With all these things, when are we rich and when are we poor? If you were a rich man, if Allah grant you to be able to earn enough to look after yourself and your family, the, those who, who is in, in your responsibility, and we were dealing with that, if you can serve them and give to them whatever you need, what the needs are, then you are a rich, you are a very rich man. You're excessively rich. When you earn less, less than that, then you seem to be a poor man in Islam. Today, many people earn not that amount, but they don't ever have. Why? The moment it comes in, it goes for spending unnecessary, uncalled for matter, un-Islamic matter and they call this, but I, uh, 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 it's on the market, it's there. Islam wants to guide us, may Allah open the path for all of us and grant us to be able to live this thing. For then we come to realize that Allah has put a, a portion of that which Allah has given to us in our pockets so that Allah wants us to be able to have a heart of sharing and caring with humanity and not to feed it for ourselves and for those who only we look at in certain ways. I mean, well, I guess they're with us, Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams, and I think what Sheikh is trying to tell us, take stock of yourself, take stock of your life, and look at these things. We'll be back after this. Talking point. Getting you talking. Welcome back once more and we still have Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams here and it is the journey to Hajj. Sheikh once more, over to you. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillahi wa ahtawa salatu wa salamu ala man la nabiya ba'da rabbi sharah li sadri wa yasir li amri wa ahlul ugdatan min lisani yafqa kawli. Assalamu alaikum to our listeners out there to Jamil. I would want to just make a, a remark here with no disrespect. I think I've said this in the other programs as well. But I'd just like people to understand, you know, in this program, we cannot go to every detail because the topic is too vast and we are looking at building the process of going towards that Hajj. My job is to only stimulate issues to get the minds on and ask the people, can you please take that stimulation to the reason why you need to go to a class where you sit at the feet of Hulama and they guide you along with those subject matter? That is the only reason why. And if you're not very, very happy with processes that we're doing here, you can actually go to this Hulama and ask all those necessary questions that needs to be opened up. But many, many times we don't have the answers that, I mean, uh, we, we don't have the time to be able to answer all these things. I wanted to say, Sheikh, because <coughs> if we to to you know, dissect uh-huh. our kinds. 
each one of them would take a couple of weeks before we move on to the next one and here we're trying to squeeze it all in <laughs> <for the laughs> basics, <laughs> but I think the awareness exactly. is what is going out that's, that's what we're trying to do just to give that awareness that, I mean, stimulate the minds get them into do it, and then allow them to be able to take the step further themselves so please if, if for that matter uh, uh, if I say things here that makes people feel uncomfortable please forgive me I'm not here wanting to say things uncomfortably to people my wish and desire if Allah granted me the opportunity I would have wanted to give you so much more but unfortunately we've got a radio program and that is within time constraints and may Allah grant us khair and barakah Amen The Jamil we are coming to we've complete looking at the the way we obtain the wealth, we've looked at the distribution and the spending of our wealth. We now need to look at, the, as we within that said, we said then that leads us to the understanding of the difference between needs and wants. The Jamil, the other aspect that we 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 uh, need to uh, come to understand is who is deserving of the zakah. There is specific people in the Holy Quran and Allah tells us who is deserving and Allah says it's a fart necessity. Now Allah says that in Surah Tawbah, Surah number nine. Verse number 60 Surah number 9 Verse number 60 I would encourage everybody to go through the translation Quran If you do not know If you can read the Arabic But also to read the English And if you find a book that can give you deeper understanding And make further research of the understanding What Allah says Because here Allah clearly says to us Who is deserving of the of the zakah So when you can understand who is deserving of zakah You need to understand Remember what we said I said at the beginning It is a fart on every one of us Now why did I say it's a fart on every one of us When sometimes my earning is not enough Is the reason Allah in his vastness when he created man He did not make anybody a rich person Who never will testify the difficulties of of, of trials and tribulations Neither did Allah create anybody to be able to be a poor man for his total life And he will never be able to have Allah gives sometimes in excess to some and, and sometimes to others And at certain times you find a test that you don't have And sometimes you test it with excess Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah And we need to recognize that when we are tested with one or two sides When it is the one when Allah tests us with excess Which means Allah wants to see what are we doing when recognizing our needs Separating that from our wants And then use that to be able to see that we recognize what must be given to in the process of that first zakah. And so did Judge Jamil, when, when, when we look at that verse that Allah speaks, I just lightly want to mention certain, certain aspects in that verse. Verse number 60, when Allah says to us, I'm going to mention to you the verse in Arabic and then in English for that matter. Forgive me for that one. The, the verse in Arabic, Allah says to us, Billahi min ar-shaytan rahim Allah says, إِنَّمَا الصَّدَقَاتُ لِلْفُقَرَاءِ وَالْمَسَاكِينَ إِنَّمَا الصَّدَقَاتُ لِلْفُقَرَاءِ وَالْمَسَاكِينَ وَالْعَامِلِينَ عَلَيْهَا وَالْمُؤَلَّفَةِ كُلُوبُهُمْ وَفِي الرِّقَابِ وَالْغَارِمِينَ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ وَالْغَارِمِينَ وَفِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ وَابْنِ السَّبِيلِ فَرِيدَةً مِنَ اللَّهِ Wallahu alimun hakim. Now, my specific processes want to be able to let us understand the difference between the, the word fuqara wal masakin. Many of us, uh, the word fuqara is a fakir is a poor person, a person who doesn't have. He, he, he doesn't earn enough. His earnings is much less than what is his needs. And 
If he earns less than what he needs, he seems to be a fakir, and he has the right to be able to go to the Baitul Mal and to request of him and for assistance and, and or it is the duty of the Muslim Ummah to see that we know who is the people that uh, whose earning is not enough. Right? Now, this system is an Islamic system given us to us by Allah. The opposite of that is the system that we live in today, which is not a healthy system, because that system brings about negativity to us and brings to us the open door processes where some people go for excess money and other go for little. But because the other one is, when Allah speaks about why do Allah separate between fuqara and masakin? Is a poor person which doesn't, and isn't he also miskin? Miskin is a person who doesn't have. But the reason why Allah used the difference between the two or mentioned both, because you find the person who goes out there to beg, who goes out there to ask, who goes out there to admit to the situation, and when it comes a fakir, that's a real fakir, Allah Ta'ala knows his status before he knows his status, and Allah knows what he spends on his wants and his needs. Allah knows all that, so Allah knows whether he is fakir. And Allah also knows that what which is a miskin. Miskin is many a time a person whose earning is less, but he is too shy to ask others. He is He's protecting himself, himself and his family to such an extent, he'd rather go and sleep without food than having to ask others for food. That's a miskin in the sight of Allah. Ta'ala. Now, according to the, 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 the reason why Allah mentions that, it is the duty and responsibility of the Muslim Ummah that they come to identify who is the fuqara and who is the miskin so that we can actually draw the line between the two. And we can also give not only to the fuqara, but also give to the miskin. So that he can also have of the rights of what Islam needs to give to him. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. A balanced religion. Subhanak la jameel. The beauty of it, Allah puts everything in place for us to show what must be done. And how must it be done? And how must we spend the processes or give to whoever it must be given to? And that nobody at the end of the day can go out there and beg amongst Islam in, in the Ummah of Islam. Na'udhu Billah. May Allah protect. Amen. May Allah protect for us of, of, of any difficulties and comforts and grant us khair and barakah for our dunya and for akhirah, inshaAllah. Sheikh, I knew no time is caught up with us. It's actually a pity that we need to wrap up here. Uh, but I've been asked by people and I've mentioned Sheikh runs a Hajj class. On what evening is it, Sheikh, during the week? On a Wednesday evening. Wednesday evening, mm-hmm. Maruf Center. Maruf Center That's in, in Bridgetown. Bridgetown. Mm-hmm. And if you want to contact Sheikh, Sheikh's number is 76 Is that correct? That's right. Okay, if you want uh, interested in the Hajj class that Sheikh conducts, the number once more, 76 071-0970 Sheikh Shukran once more for the precious time you've spent here with us <laughs> certainly hope that it's penetrated the hearts the Shukran. minds of our listenership especially those getting ready and working towards going on Hajj Allahumma Allahumma Sheikh Shukran and I say to you Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh